in the Makkah of Arov, it says in the Pasuk that HaKadosh Buhu is sending the Arov together with the land. What does that mean? The Pasuk says the following, Kim I'm sending the Arov, the Arov Rashi tells us it's wild animals, a mixture of all kinds of wild animals. But the Pasuk says he sends the land that they are on it. They're standing on it, they're sitting on it. What does that mean? Also, the Pasuk right before then tells us, Go to him to the ocean. That's where he stands. Now, the explanation over here is interesting that we're saying that he would go to the ocean to look for Paro. Why is that? Rashi tells us because Paro tried to make himself into a god. And therefore, he didn't want that, that anybody should see that Paro goes to the bathroom because a god never goes to the bathroom. So therefore, Rashi says that he had to go and find him in the ocean, in the river, in order to see him while he's going to the bathroom to show that he's not a god. And therefore, we here, we need to understand that what does it mean for Adama Sherem Aleah? Says Sefer Hanukat HaTorah in the name of the Chida in Nachal Kedumim, the following things. In El Tevat Adama Zot, Nemu Arbe Perushim. This Pasuk that tells us that he brought the land as well, many Perushim said about it. Vesh Levayr, the Inerashi Piresh, Iruv Kolmine Chayot Rot. Vineita Barash, it says in the Rabbenu Shimshon, Perkhet, Masechet Kilaim, Mishnahei, Sheshchayachat Sheshma Idoni. There is a certain animal called Idoni. It has a, it's connected to the ground with a rope from her to the ground. If you want to hunt that animal called Yidoni, you can't come close to it because it will kill you in an instant. As long as you get into that place that it could reach, because it's connected to the ground with that rope. He can't go further than that. But if you come within that area that that animal could get, he will kill you in an instance. Very dangerous animal. So therefore, how do you kill such a thing? You need to disconnect her from the rope. Once you disconnect the animal from the rope, it dies instantly. And therefore, we here says, that it says that he brought also the land that that Idoni was on top of as well. Which means, since HaKadosh Baruch Hu wanted to bring the Idoni to Mitzrayim at Makatarov, the only way he could bring it and still stay alive is if you bring the land together. Because if you can disconnect the animal from the land that it's on it, it's going to die instantly. Very interesting perush. So, when we take a look at that Mishnah in Kilaim that we mentioned, we see that all the Rishonim almost speak the same thing and they tell us the same idea. For instance, the Bartanua says the same idea. It has that rope connecting to the ground and he tells us again as the Rashu Shmaya Dua. It's not only called Adnei Hasadeh, as the Mishnah says, but also Yadua. What is this Yadua? Uidoni hakatuv batorah. It says twice in the Torah about Idoni. It says, Loimatse becha shoel ov veidoni. And it says also, Lotifnu el avot veel haidonim. So therefore, the Idoni 
is that Adne Hasadeh that we're talking about. It's the same animal that's connected to the ground. And Rashi explained to us, what does it mean, Lo Yebcha, Lo Yimatsebcha, Shoel Ovi Idoni? What about the Idoni that we're not allowed to do, that's magical? What does the Idoni do? So says Rashi, a person takes the bone of the Idoni, you kill that Idoni, you take the bone of the Idoni, you put it in your mouth, and it starts talking wonderful things. You become, it gives you prophecies, it tells you magical things, it tells you all kind of things. As Rashi explains, it talks through magic. The Chinuch says that you put it in your mouth, and it talks by itself. It starts talking by himself. Very interesting. The perush, that that etzim would have that power that you talk all kind of things. The Rash says that Avne Asadeh Chayash Shmaiyadua Vuidoni Dekrau Me Etzim Shalau Sim Kemin Kshafim. Again, the same idea like Rashi. So therefore, it tells you all kind of things that. It really can make you very powerful. So there was a, there was a need to hunt that Idoni. So continuing the Rav, the Rav says that Tzuratot Tzurat Adam, it has some kind of shape of a human. If you come close to it, it kills you in an instant. If you want to hunt him, you shoot it to the rope. Until it disconnects, it starts screaming and dies instantly. That's what it says in the pasuk in We're talking about such an animal called Adnei Hasadeh, which is the Yadua, which is the Yid Oni, who found that Esav was called Ish Sadeh, Ish Sadeh, man of the field. What kind of name is that? Ish Sadeh says the Gaon Mivilna in Divrei Eliyahu. Ish Sadeh, Yodeh Latsudet Ish Sadeh. Esav knew how to hunt that Adneh Hasadeh called Ish Sadeh. Who Adneh Hasadeh says to us the Gaon Mivilna? And he said, Shema Yadua Niskar Batora. The Gaon Mivilna wraps everything. He tells us, Esav knew how to hunt this Ish Sadeh. And that was the Yadua, the Idoni, the Adneh Hasadeh. It's all one thing. But why did Esav need to hunt the Ish Sadeh? And why was he called Ish Sadeh? He got the title upon hunting that Yadua, that Adne Hasadeh, it was called Ish Sadeh. What's so important about it that Esav received the title that he went to hunt, and this is the, the, the peak of his hunts, that on that he received the title. So the Khatam Sofer says that Esav, at a certain point, knew how to be mishtamesh b'shemot tum'ah. You knew how to take those shemot tum'ah, names that you could use to get around very, very well, which means those Shemot will do for you magical things, it will, be, be, will make you, in a way, a prophet to a small extent, and would tell you things that nobody else knows, it will tell you wonderful things. So those Shemot Tum'ah, before Esav knew how to use them, he hunted that Itoni in order to have that power. So therefore he would hunt the Itoni, take the bone, put it in his mouth, and as we saw up to now, he starts talking by itself, tells you all kind of things. So Esav now would be around people. He would look godly. That's unbelievable. Esav knew prophets. He knew he knew uh, magical things. He knew things that nobody else knew. That would hunt people, as Rashi tells us, that he also used to hunt people, he used to hunt 
wives, he used to hunt people, he, he became like a king. How did he do that? Where's the power? That was the power that you don't need. That's why he's called Ish Sadeh. So therefore, when we wrap those things together, we see something that is very interesting. That that Hidoni indeed exists. There is such a thing. Where does it exist? Says the Tiferet Israel in Kilaim, Kefia Nire, Ayamatsui Gamzivot Eretz Israel Barele Vanon, Shesham Gambizmanenu Yashiarot Gdolot. He says there's forests in Eretz Israel that over there the Hidoni used to exist. Venli Tumor Shenon Imtsabi Sifrea Teva. If you ask, well, well, I didn't see this in any of the science books, and nobody ever indicates that there's such an animal, so what are you t- talking about? Says the Tiferet Israel, don't, don't think that it didn't exist. It did exist, but within time, it's not there anymore. We do find that there's a lot of things that we don't have around us anymore. So therefore, one of them is the Ishsadeh. When we wrap things and put things back together, we ask the question, why is it that HaKadosh Baruch Hu needed to bring that Yidoni to Mitzrayim? What was the purpose of bringing that Adnei Hasadeh at the Makar of Arov? And the answer could be that since Paro was the biggest magician, Paro, the Sfarim say, was a Mechashef, unbelievable. And that's how he got his powers. And that's how he was able to make himself into a god. This is how he drew people to him. Everybody understood Paro is elevated more than others. He's something that's very special. So much that Paro made himself, as we explained before, into a god. The ocean, the river belongs to me, and I created myself. I created everything. So therefore Paro was the god of Mitzrayim. In the Makot of Mitzrayim, the Mepharshim explained, had a mission. The agenda was to show everybody that there was only one God in the world. All the other gods of Mitzrayim are nothing. So therefore he attacked one by one. For instance, when he attacked the Nilus and he made all the water into blood, that's because the Egyptians used to think that the Nilus is a god. Rashi tells us that. So therefore, Kadosh Baruch turned it into a blood to show that it's not. Secondly, the Egyptians used to worship sheep. They say, therefore, Kadosh Baruch said to the Jewish people, take that, say, wrap it, put it by your bed, and, and kill it in front of all the Egyptians. You have to slaughter it in front of everybody to show them that that's not a god. A god that you could kill is not a god. And now, finally, he had to attack also Paro. Paro also made himself into a god. And therefore, how do you show that Paro is not a god? Says HaKadosh Baruch Hu, bring that animal called Yadua to Mitzrayim. This is where Paro gets his powers from. The Nehasadeh Paro used to take, hunt, put it in his mouth and talk. As Rashi told us. And therefore, Kadosh Buhu wanted to bring that Adnea Sadeh to Mitzrayim so people would be familiar with such an animal and understand where Paro is getting his powers from. And once people see that animal, they would understand that Paro used that to get his powers. For Kadosh Buhu brings that, but to bring that, you can't bring it alone because if you detach it from the ground, it dies. Therefore, it says in the Pasuk that Kadosh Buhu brought that and the land that it was on on that time.